Travels with John Smith Year 1 Chapter 14 Wuhan Normal Wuhan, February 25th, 2012 It is another one of those end-of-the-world days. It has been like this since we got back from Beijing. We have been back to work all week. I had to go back on Sunday, a day early. They told us, all the teachers, that we would have to decide whether we come back next year or not. The deadline is March 1st, and then they will start looking for teachers to replace the ones that are going. Many teachers are jumping ship. Most are young, and some even have exciting prospects elsewhere. Bryn, from our band, who also works with John in the math department, is going to work on a traveling school ship going around the world. Buck, also from the band and also works with John in the math department, and Megan, who also works in the math department, are still undecided but leaning towards leaving. Brianna, who also plays music, is leaving. Vanessa, the teacher I assist at the Foreign National School, is going back to Canada. Bree, a teacher I have hung out with and sung with, is leaving. These are some of my favorite people here. Back to the end of the world, though. We have decided to stay for one more year. Our reasons are partly financial, and of course, it will give us more opportunity for more adventures in this part of the world. I will certainly miss the people I mentioned above, though. There is a thick fog outside the window. Almost every day since we got back from holiday, it has been cold, accompanied by rain or the end of the world grey that we have now come to associate with Wuhan in winter. I have had a bronco cough since we got back, along with another bout of losing parts of my voice, something I am now sure is connected with the dust-infused air here. One of the teachers gave me some oil of oregano, which I have come to view as a miracle cure, and every time my sore throat comes back, I have gargled with the nasty stuff, and my voice has restored itself. Truly amazing." The downside is that I've been walking around smelling like a tomato-less pizza, an aroma which was remarked upon by one of the five-year-olds I have been helping in the foreign national school. She said, I don't like your smell. Since then, I have been trying not to overdo the oregano. All the teachers who are not staying next year have put in their notices and most of my favorite people, as I mentioned before, are among them. Both of the guys I play music with are going, which has spurred us on to jam every Wednesday evening. We play our first real gig at a Tex-Nomex restaurant, which was formerly the Thai place where we had our staff Christmas party. The new owners have not changed the decor at all, but all the waiters now wear cowboy hats. The menu has lots of steaks with interesting names, but all have the famous pepper sauce, which seems to accompany all the steaks we have had here in Wuhan. Other than Aloha, the American-owned restaurants where the steaks are great, 
The steaks we have had here are also paper thin and only come in well done, accompanied by an egg and spaghetti. Johnny, the owner or manager, we're not sure which, is lovely and welcoming. We are not paid for this gig, but we figure we have to start somewhere, so we bring our fan base, pretty easy to get some live music-starved foreigners to come along, and it is going well. Bryn helped me buy a new second-hand guitar with a pickup, one that plugs in, for this occasion, so I bite the bullet and am actually playing on most of the songs. I have some minor problems during the night, but I feel like I have crossed a line that I have not previously been brave enough to cross. We get John up to play harmonica on a few songs, and that is really cool too. I'm enjoying my classes at the school. I do not enjoy getting up at 6 a.m. and finishing at 5 or later, though. There are some great personalities in both the classes I teach in the high school, and they are so keen to learn and have fun doing it. It is a pleasure to think up new ways to keep them engaged. I am also busy going between the high school and the foreign national school, where the kids are equally adorable. There, I am moved around, working with three different teachers who teach classes ranging from kindergarten to grade 8. I usually help with writing, reading, or understanding, etc., but have started teaching some of them to write songs, too. We are presently writing a song about a magic peanut butter sandwich. I think I've taken on a little too much, though. As well as teaching, on Tuesday night I do tutorials. On Wednesday I have to stay after school to do a thing called credit recovery, which is basically helping kids who are failing, usually English, but it could be anything. I am living in fear of someone asking me a math question. In fact, credit recovery is my least favorite part of working at the school, as the students can ask all manner of questions I do not know the answer to. Thursday, I have my songwriting club. There are about 15 to 20 kids who come to that, and Mondays, I am coaching kids who will be appearing in a musical version of Cinderella, which will take place in May as part of the English Arts Festival. They are singing some difficult songs in the Beyoncé category, so it is a challenge for me too. We have resumed our Mandarin lessons on Tuesdays after my tutorials, and the lessons are getting more difficult. I will admit to knowing three more words than I did a few months ago and really feel like I am useless in these classes. The other day we had to practice conversation in front of the rest of the class, all teachers and students from the school acting as teachers. I memorized it for the purpose of the exercise, but can I remember it now? No. I can hear John in the next room, reading Mandarin aloud most evenings, practicing his accent, piecing sentences together, and he is getting better. John is also very busy. He does not have the same perfect students that he had last term. 
Don't know if I mentioned this before. One of his students from last term got a hundred percent on every math exam she has ever written in high school and continues to do so through grade twelve. John says until this semester, most of his students fit into the stereotype that Chinese kids are good at math. John also has a home room, which means he has to go in earlier and sit with the students before they start classes to act as a good role model. He also has to show them that he is reading. The students are not allowed to do homework in this space, so it's been good for him too. He does not generally read a lot. John has also been asked by Tony, who is one of his students, to co-host a radio show. That is blasted across the campus on Fridays through the same loudspeakers that wake us up every morning. Considering that we hear the wake-up gong in our apartment, it will not be an intimate show. Tony names the show TST, Tony Smith Talk. It is Friday afternoon, and people are leaving for the weekend. I am walking across the square on my way home, and I hear a booming voice. I realize it is John. I know John wants to educate the masses on the merits of 1970s music, and he has prepared some songs to talk about on the first show with witty antidotes to match. He is talking about Leonard Skinnerd, on how they got their name, and how several members died in a plane crash. Tony pushes a button, and we hear Coldplay, not Leonard Skinnerd. Another story is told, and Coldplay comes out of the speakers again. One more story, and another Coldplay song. I guess they still have some things to iron out. I forgot to mention that when Bryn and I went guitar shopping, I also got an electric ukulele and a chargeable amp. I got all these things. And the second-hand guitar, for the same price as I was prepared to pay for a new guitar, so it was even more satisfying. The ukulele is so cool. It is, of course, small, and I am planning to take it with us when we travel. So I have started to learn how to play some of the chords for it. We are on the wonderfully crowded 901 bus, and outside the window, the joys of spring are all around us. The people with stands selling fresh pineapple on sticks and peeled sugarcane line the road. There are scores of people selling small percussion instruments to make noise in the sunshine, along with many musicians. Some playing the sihu, a long-necked instrument with a round bass and four strings played with a bow. The first musician we see is very good. He is sitting on the ground, cross-legged, while his wife is laying prostrate, possibly asleep, in front of him. He is playing alongside a backing track of classical Chinese music and is clearly enjoying himself. It sounds like an up-tempo blues. We put some money in the pot and walk on into an underground tunnel where there are more people playing the same instrument. But with less talent, and they are each playing different songs way too close to each other, so it just sounds crazy. As we walk on, there is more entertainment. 
There's a man with two pet monkeys, each on a leash, with a crowd of people around them. They have a well-rehearsed act, and it includes the joke of the man pretending to be angry at the monkey while smiling and the monkey acting his part as a kind of curious George getting into mischief. He appears to be nice to the monkey, but who knows? There are also people selling their wares on blankets laid out on the sidewalk. These range from big knives to jade bracelets and plastic eyeglasses with no glass. It is crazy week at the school. It is crazy hat day today, and I'm wearing my top hat with an ostrich feather stuck in the hat band I bought in Portobello Market. John is wearing the guard hat I got him at Christmas. It is the hat all the guards at the school wear. It is like a baseball cap, but has a very long brim. The guards recognize it as one of theirs and probably think John is a little batty for wanting to wear what is part of their uniform. It's Tuesday, and we both have oversized silly glasses with no glass in them, which is the rage with the kids in China, even without it being crazy glasses day. Today is Wednesday, and we are each given a paper heart, which you have to get people to sign or they offer to sign. And John has more people sign his heart than any other teacher, so he wins a prize of red roses, which he gives to me. Now it's Thursday and crazy hair day. I have 11 ponytails in my hair, and John has a Rough Rider bandana tied around his head. For those who don't follow Canadian football, this is the Saskatchewan football team. The little kids at the foreign national school, where they do not have crazy week, all gape open-mouthed at me when I walk in the door. I explain what is happening, and they get very excited, saying, Can we have a crazy hair day? The older kids at the foreign national make me promise not to do their hair. It is Sunday, and I am shopping with Megan at Taylor Street. I have found two tailors here that I trust after a few disasters. One is a woman who is the favorite seamstress of all the French people I have seen here, and the other one is a man who looks like Elvis. I am now waiting for several items, mostly in beautiful light linens, to wear in this beautiful warm weather. It is Tuesday and the rain has returned. I walk across the large central square towards the Foreign National School, which is in another part of the campus, and I see several big fat frogs scattered across it. There is a swamp behind the building we live in, and we can hear them at night, so I guess this is where they come from. It's funny because I wrote a song called Frogs Singing in the Swimming Pool, which refers to what was happening every night in Pender Harbor, British Columbia, where we lived before coming here. I just can't get away from those frogs. I'm in front of a grade 12 economics class. I start by saying I apologize as I know nothing about economics, apart from how to spend money. Most of the class know John, so they call me Mrs. Smith and ask if I will sing them a song. I tell them I will as long as they finish the work the teacher left for them to do. They know better than to ask me any questions, so subbing this class isn't as difficult as I imagined.
They finish their work, and I play them a song. I have been asked to substitute for different teachers now for several different subjects. I'm getting asked to sub more and more classes, so it is really pushing my comfort zone. Every morning I wake up praying none of the teachers is ill or absent for the day. It is Saturday, and we are in Hankou, the nicer part of Wuhan, with Bryn, Megan, and Buck scouting for gigs. We are staying in the Marco Polo, the same five-star hotel we stayed in for New Year's Eve. We are also doing a little shopping, and I live in hope I will find a place that sells shoes that fit me. I have mentioned before that the biggest size they have is one size too small. I give up looking for female shoes my size and start looking at men's shoes. I find a couple pairs of slip-on running shoes that fit. I see a great pair of Converse, but I try them on and my toes are right at the end. Since we are in a kind of market, I'm pretty sure they aren't real. But they look exactly the same as real Converse, so I ask the seller if she has one size bigger. She says yes and disappears. She's been gone for a long time and now I feel bad that she has gone far away to get me the shoes. She arrives and points inside the shoe at the size. I try them on just to be safe and they feel exactly the same as the ones I tried on earlier. I tell her they are not the size she is saying they are. We argue using sign language and she points at the size. I look closer and realize it is just a sticker. So I realize she has replaced the sticker, but they are the same shoes. I say no and leave the shop, and she follows me, still desperate to sell them to me, lowering the price, pulling on my arm. I say no. We go to a Japanese restaurant, eat some delicious food, and now we are in the blues club asking if we can play a set later. They say yes, something that would not happen anywhere else, i.e. strangers walking into a proper jazz blues club saying, can we play, and without hearing us, they would let us play. The only reason we get away with it is because we are foreigners. It's shocking, really, but we take advantage of it. We get our instruments and have a quick rehearsal in the hotel room. We are back in the club and the house band has set up with a full drum kit and saxophones, so I ask if we can go first, since we are more acoustic. They say yes, and we play a few songs. There are a few other teachers from the school in the audience, so we have our own little fan club, and it goes well. The house band go on and are really tight, really very good, and they have two really good singers too, so I'm happy we went first. John is a very good line dancer, and he has a plan. Every Monday, the students and teachers have to stand in long lines while they raise the flags, and everyone is meant to sing the Chinese, Canadian, and Maple Leaf school anthem. Then there are usually speeches, read mostly by students, in both Chinese and English. Every Monday, John looks at these tidy long lines of students of approximately 1,500 people in the main square in front of the school, and he thinks of line dancing. His plan, in case you haven't guessed, is to either teach all the teachers who will in turn teach their classes to do a line dance, 
or as the students have to go out every day after the first class to do Tai Chi, he reckons he could do it then and teach the whole student body in a few weeks. It is his dream to see the entire square doing their country sidesteps to the tunes of either Steve Earle or the nitty-gritty dirt band. If I know John, he'll succeed. It's back to Wuhan normal. Today is the start of tomb sweeping week. It is the time when people in China dedicate different days in a week to the upkeep of their ancestors' tombs. Children are excused from school to do this. It is encouraged to honor and respect those who have gone before us. I think this is wonderful. Mm-hmm.